Hello, once again, here we are back. At least this time is early, Orengo. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> so we are back again with subtitles required. I am one of your hosts, um, John Ramos, also known as Big Boss 117. And as well, I have here my other host of subtitles required this, Alejandro Orengo. How are you doing tonight? Very good. I hope everyone's having a good evening or good morning or good whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Anywhere where you're at, we hope that you're doing good. Exactly. <laughs> so, Orengo, this movie is the one that I chose. I know it was in our list uh, of movies that we were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that we wanted to talk about other movies, but due to the time frame, uh, we, I, we went ahead and went a little bit simple. Yeah. So, I choose the movie called um your name uh we all know that this is a anime that is based off of a novel uh as well in the original title would be kimi no nawa at least i did this one well not like the one from mugen train that, that was too long <laughs> yeah <laughs> so your name um let's start with the ratings like we always do here at subtitles required your name was very very um how do you say uh positively audience, received it was positively received yeah. at Rotten Tomato it sits at 98% with the certified fresh um, logo and as well has a 94% of the audience score it's really interesting because it only has 116 reviews from reviewers but still having a 94% with 10,000 plus ratings of audience of an audience score that's really great yeah. because that means that a lot of people did watch it and they enjoyed the film and this movie orengo this movie yeah made a lot of money oh. <laughs> so mm -hmm. this movie domestically made five million dollars i'm not gonna put in uh say all the numbers i'm just gonna round it all off yeah. five point i'm gonna say like five point no, I can't because there's it's yeah, just five million dollars domestically, mm -hmm. but internationally it made three hundred and fifty-two million dollars. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't your name the one that broke records from Titanic? Um, maybe I did I think it did in Japan. It's very specific. It is, I believe, yeah. the third uh it is it is now because of demon slayer mugen train it did become the third uh highest grossing anime film of all time it's demon slayer mugen train spirited away and then your name okay yeah yeah because i know we know that we we talked about it in our first episode that demon slayer made oh my god he it, that, that movie did ridiculous yeah yes ridiculous that movie broke records oh, yeah. like crazy it so did, yeah. Orengo, like we always do, what's the synopsis of the film? It's very simple, but very misleading. So it's the synopsis is it depicts a high school boy in Tokyo and a high school girl in the Japanese countryside who suddenly and inexplicably begin to swap bodies. That's bullshit because that's just the first third of the movie. Exactly. But it's it's the little thing that intrigues you enough to, to catch your attention and makes you watch the movie. But then it's going to spiral into a whole narrative that you're that you're not going to expect which is exactly what happened to me because when i saw the trailer i'm like oh it's beautiful animation it's a cutesy romantic story of high school students and they saw bodies como as if this was uh freaky friday freaky That's friday cool. awesome okay I'm, I'm in and then you know the first third happens and then there's a twist and then i'm like what the hell just happened and then the second, the second part of the movie starts, and then it turns into a mystery, into like a little detective mystery type of thing, where where yeah. one of the characters is trying to uncover something, and then you're like, it goes into the third act, and you're like, what the, what the, what the hell, <laughs> and it just goes bonkers. It it goes so fantastical, so out there, all in the name of love. Yes, and it was it's <laughs> it's a beautiful film. It's, you know, like the animation is on another planet. There was frames of this movie where I could have sworn they were just real, real life. 
I, it, it just felt so stupidly real. I was I was getting confused on what was real and what wasn't because it was insanely detailed. Every every single frame of these of of this film is expertly made, and the characters are really engrossing, really fascinating, and the plot just keeps going and trucking along and it surprises you at every turn because you're expecting one thing and then it just goes off the rails into something else so wildly different that you you can't help but being enthralled by it what do you think when you saw this movie well i i had that same feeling as you you know i i i went in and I was like, ah, okay, sure. This is going to be, you know, your typical romantic um, movie. And then it becomes this this other thing yeah. completely. And like you mentioned, it has that little small mystery on it where, mm -hmm. where we have our main character um, becoming the small detective. And then you have the, the, the body swapping um, that it was really it, it's, it's so interesting on how everything happens mm -hmm. that you're like, wow, yeah, this is. Yeah, you gave me elements that I have seen before in other films, but you gave me something totally different that yeah. blew my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, because uh, it's like you said, the synopsis is very, very, very like off the rails. Mm -hmm. But having to know that they do combine like their culture mm -hmm. with the film as well, how they have, how these two characters have their connection, it's so amazing. Yeah. And not only that, like I was looking at the pictures at IMDb and it's like you said. So it, it, it there's some scenes that you that you're like, wow, like I, I can't believe that animation has gotten to a point where you can mistake realism yeah. with a simple animation. Yeah. And the thing is that we have gotten so many films like these that it's like yeah okay give me more of this mm -hmm. you know and uh the thing is that this is this is not a ghibli film that that's the other interesting part it's not oh, a yeah. ghibli film yeah. and seeing how positive people got this film is amazing and the and the other thing that i loved about it is the fact that you have the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. You have a small town girl living. Um, they're both living in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we have the small town girl living in like a very small town in in Japan. I know that I just said small town like three times. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then you have um, city boy. Yeah. That he lives the fast the fast pacing life. Mm -hmm. Is it's really interesting how this film gets these two different worlds and at the end it gives it gives us the great payoff because it does gives us a great payoff yeah like first part first portion of the film is all this like um like how how they like connect and how they see each other then you see them swapping um mm -hmm. bodies i think that one of the most fun portions is when they do the the swap the first time Oh yeah. Uh, obviously, in, in any film, I think in that in any film that you see uh, the the swap for the first time, mm -hmm. I think it's always hilarious. Oh yeah, because because just just you thinking about okay, what would I have done if I was in a female body for a day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you have to learn everything from scratch because you've never been in a female body or a female being in a male body. It's like, uh, uh, what? What am I doing? Yeah, and but, then he just goes on to touch his boobs. Exactly, <laughs> it was so hilarious. I'm like, yep, that's what a what a horny teenage kid would have done. Of course, exactly. he would have done that. <laughs> yeah, and then the one of the things that I think that's most mostly interested in, interesting. I mean, in this film is that mm -hmm. in that first portion, you see how each of them better their life in the different scenes yeah like and the, one of the things that i did love is how they communicated mm -hmm. with the phone 
Like, oh, yeah. they wrote like everything they did in notes. Like, yeah. oh well, today I hanged out with with um with this person. I did this, 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 this. It was amazing. It was super fun. I actually very... enjoyed mm -hmm. uh, I enjoyed it completely. I don't remember if I saw this in the theater or I saw it at my house. I know but... I saw it at my house because I saw it last year. I, I started getting into, you know, pandemic, right? So I started getting into mm -hmm. more anime because I know it's one of the sides that I, I'm not good at. I, I, I'm one of those kids who just watch Dragon Ball and Pokemon. And that was kind of my anime. <laughs> That's all I ever saw. So I've been trying to get more into anime and watching like Studio Ghibli movies and even beyond Studio Ghibli movies because I know there's a bunch more films even from this from the same director i uh i'm pretty sure i saw because he had this other movie called give me one second five the centimeters is called makoto shinkai yes and he did five centimeters per second which i remember seeing that when i was in my bachelor's because one of my friends he's a super weeb and he was like bro you gotta see this movie five centimeters per second and i'm like I'm not gonna wa watch that weeb shit, but then I was like, "Fine, I'll give it a chance." <laughs> it was on YouTube, right? And I saw it. It's it's a short, it's like short movie. It's like 50 minutes long. I, I know it's shorter. It's shorter than what you would see from a movie, right? But it was it was Here very in impactful. IMDb says that it's a one hour and three minutes, so it's exactly not that long. yeah, exactly 60 minutes long. So and it was very impactful. I remember that movie stuck with me for years. And then when I saw your name, I was like, wow, what 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 else has this director done? And when I saw that he did five centimeters per second, I'm like, yeah, I secretly like this guy, and I didn't even notice um, because you know your name is so phenomenally. Um, so phenomenally done. It's so, so, mm -hmm. it's, it's touching so many things, man, because it plays with the body swap genre. Then it turns into like a weird mystery thriller type of thing. And then it goes into like sci-fi territory, like fantasy territory, all while it being under the veil of a romantic narrative, because it's technically a romantic fantasy. At its core, it's about this boy and girl, boy meets girl, and they fall in love with each other because they're 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 in each other's lives in a very intrinsic way that no teenager would ever be in, right? And yeah. how that affects them to the point where they feel this very powerful emotion towards each other. They love each other even though they never even met properly because they've lived their lives so intrinsically that it's tied together um it, within their emotions and they're woven together with the red little string you know it's exactly it's beautiful it's 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 so beautiful i so i wanted to touch upon the idea of you know let's let's jump all over the place i wanted to touch about the idea of love transcending time and space and mm -hmm. there's this movie Oh, I say this movie as if no one's ever seen it. Interstellar, which yeah. they also talk about love transcending time and space. That's one of the theses of the movie. And I love that this movie does it. Obviously, this does it more in a romantic relationship way where mm -hmm. an Interstellar, it was more of a father, like a family love. It was a father and daughter yeah. type of ro romance. Um, I mean, love. But I love that this movie... You know, it's very, it's very cutesy. It's, it's very hopeful because it shows you that love can literally transcend time and it can literally change the flow of time because love is so powerful. It can go above and beyond. And I don't know, like, what do you think about love? Because obviously love is the main theme of this film. So what do you think about the exploration of love in this film? I actually do love it. <clears throat> I, I'm right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually do um, love it uh, because when they meet, and the th the fun thing is that they meet in a very strange way because they're like yeah. in a they're in the metro rail and they just bump into each other. And when they were about to say hello, is when when her when her string that it was on on her hair, like he catches it and when she looks back she's already out of the metro rail but he has this the string and the thing is that he keeps it 
Yeah. But throughout the film, they don't remember that. Yep. That's one of the thing. That's one of the main things that I love about this film mm-hmm. because they do give you like this introduction of like how they like how they met, but then throughout the whole film, they you see that they don't remember each other because it. I feel like it's touching on the idea of memory, which we've talked about on our previous podcast, the concept of memory, like in Roma, and how it's very fleeting. So I think the idea is that when they're they don't have this very tight connection which is visually represented by the the red the red rope the red uh string mm-hmm. when they don't have that actual physical connection they tend to like th- their memories just disappear it's like when you have like a summer fling and yeah. it's very powerful it's very intense but it's fleeting and you know then you ponder five years later who was that person i was with that summer day you know and it, it, they they do this body swap for a while, like for a few months, and then it just ends, right? It ends mm-hmm. very abruptly, and then they're left wondering why why they can't remember this person, why can't they remember this name? And a beautiful thing is, and I think I wanted to touch on this: the opening lines of the movie, I think, exemplifies this idea of memory and loss of memory, and how feelings can be so overwhelming and so powerful that they can help you find the missing pieces when memories can't help you get to that point. So the opening line in the film is, once in a while when I wake up, I find myself crying. The dream I must have had, I can never recall, right? But the sensation that I've lost something lingers for a long time after I wake up. I'm always searching for something, for someone. This feeling has passed me, I think, from the day when the stars came falling. It was almost as if a scene from a dream, nothing more, nothing less than a beautiful view. And I think that even beyond memory, it touches upon the idea of dreams. You know that when you have a very vivid dream, you can't remember it. And if you remember in the film, when they do the body swap, it only happens when they go to sleep. So you can almost treat the, the whole body swap segment as if they're dreaming of each other. And what happens when you wake up? It's really hard to try to gather what you what you happen what just happened in the dream because it starts disappearing for your memory. And I think that's part of the idea. It's the idea of playing with memory and play with what dreams are for us and how it's represented in the film and how it almost feels like they're dreaming of each other but it's nothing tangible until it is towards the end of the movie. Um, I don't know, man. It's just a bunch of things. What, 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 what things did you like about the movie? What scenes excited you about the film? Well, let's see. Uh, I got to say that I loved the whole movie because I did enjoy the whole, the whole experience. And when you, uh, one of the things that I love about like anime films or series, most of these, um, most of these shows and uh, I mean shows and movies, they do show us locations that do exist in 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 Japan, and it's it's really amazing how how sometimes um, not how sometimes like it's really amazing when you go to Japan. I have never gone, but I do follow um, I do follow a lot of people that do live in Japan, yeah. and how how Japan uses anime to attract people to like explore their culture is really interesting because the meaning of the string in the film it's something that is japanese culture where uh where you have this eternal connection with this one person through one item it's this perfect connection yeah and no matter time, place, or yeah, no matter what time or place they are at, mm-hmm. you will have that connection. Yes. Like, let's put it nowadays that there are rings and bracelets that you just touch, like um, you touch the glass or you touch the ring, and whoever has the other ring will have will feel. Or will know that you miss them because yes. it sends like a signal and whatnot, yep. and it's that type of connection is very very deep. 
Mm-hmm. And I like the feeling that the film gives us with these two characters where where they 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 don't know each other because they don't remember but they do feel the the love that they have for each other like for instance there's this quote um <clears throat> that is from the main character mm-hmm. that he says I wanted to tell you that wherever you may end up in this world I will I will be searching for you. That is basically, I think it's mostly reaching at the end of the film. Yeah. One of the things that I, one of my favorite scenes, I think that this will be, I think this is mostly everybody's favorite scene. Yeah. Is the scene that you have where you have the main character talking and let me see if I can find the, the her, the other main character whose uh. name. Mitsuya or Mitsuha, yeah, uh, Mitsuha, mm-hmm. that you have them. There's this scene that is when the comet is passing through. Yeah, but it's the scene that they do not know that where where they still don't have the connection. Yeah, and they look at the comet at the same time. Mm-hmm. I loved the the shot. I loved the colors. It, it was a very 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 interesting on how you can present us this story like that Mm -hmm. two different worlds two different people but one connection and one of the other scenes that i love is uh the i think it's the festival that there's like a festival in the in the small town, yes. there's like this small little festival that they show. They ha- they all dress up and everything. I really do lo- love the festival. It was very like um, very fun to see uh, more of the culture, like how how Japanese culture is very different, uh, like in terms of like how spiritual mm-hmm. they are. You know, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I found interesting the uh, the ritual alcohol thing, the yes. kuchi kamikaze, kamisake, where they like they spit on the sake, and they let yes. it ferment. I was like, that's disgusting. But you know what? It's a cultural thing. I'm just an idiot that doesn't get it. <laughs> but it was it was kind of fascinating, and the whole dancing and how that represented a lot of the culture that the girl kind of was dismissive about, but towards the end of the movie she realized that it's very intrinsic to her and it's something that she should appreciate because it makes her who she is so it's like you said it's kind of interesting seeing that culture uh, explored in the movie go ahead no yeah and the other the other uh other thing that i loved about the film is the the all those cinematography Mm -hmm. scenes that we don't have the characters all those shots that it's just to um to appreciate the landscape the setting yeah the area mm-hmm. the setting very gorgeous very beautiful again it's something that you mentioned it's it's it, it gets to a point that you don't know if that was actually just a photo that they just put in the film from the actual place um and other thing that I'm gonna say that I loved about it is the secondary characters. The secondary characters are very fun, uh, especially when you are with Mitsuha, because the, the the characters with Mitsuha are like these this little group of like I would say goonies, yeah. uh, this little little crew that that they are like um, they are the the lost boys of the small town, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And it was really fun. It was a really great film. I, I actually do love it. And having that, again, is that connection. It's that connection from the beginning to the end of, uh, not the beginning, beginning, but to half of the first act from on, where you keep seeing the connection growing and growing and growing. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. How about you? So I have, I guess, two and a half favorite scenes. It's it's one of the scenes is uh it's a it's a build up and a payoff right and the other one would be the scene that I really like and I enjoy as well so there's two obviously the scene of the of the twilight when they finally meet 
in mm-hmm. in the even though it's this weird lingering time where their their timelines converge and they basically talk a little bit and they're like we should write our names on our hands so we don't forget who we are so we can have yeah. something tangible right and he writes his name first and as right as she is about to write her name in his hand the the pen drops and i know that i i know for a fact i screamed in this in this living room I was like, God, no! Finally, we're finally gonna meet her. It's like, God dang it, you you lost the chance. But I'm thinking to myself, but it's fine because he wrote her name, like he wrote his name on her hand. So we're cool, we're Gucci because she's gonna find him and it's gonna be all amazing, it's gonna be all beautiful, it's gonna end perfectly. And then when she's doing the whole evacuation process, she falls on the floor and she looks at her hand and instead of this idiot writing his name on her hand, he wrote, he writes, I love you instead yeah. of his own name. And I was like, I started, I started bawling. I was like, oh God, you, you stupid and beautiful idiot. You could have just wrote, written your name, but no, you just wrote, I love you because, well, you, I get it. You, you're, you're, you love her. You're, you're a stupid little kid, but it was beautiful. Of course, it was a beautiful scene. Um, and I guess the final scene of the movie, the literal final scene, because towards the end of the movie, there's a little montage where they have misconnections where they see each other in the distance and they try to find each other, but they can't because they know mm-hmm. intrinsically that they've seen this person before, but they just can't figure out why. And they're just walking up, up a, one is walking up the staircase and she's, I think, walking down the staircase and they pass by each other and they look back. And they realize they know each other. And then they ask, what's your name? And then the the camera, because it's basically a camera, it pans up and then you see the title, your name. And it just ends. Yeah. And it was just so majestically done. I was like, God damn, that's a good ending. That's such a powerful ending. Because it 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 works beautifully with the thesis. It's about connections. It's about misconnections. It's it's so expertly done because it explores the theme of connection even beyond Taki and uh, Mitsuha. Mitsuha. Um, it, it shows the connections between the two sisters. It shows the connection between the grandmother and, the, and, and, and Mitsuha. It shows the connection yep. between her and her father. Um, her and Taki. There's just so many connections. The element of the physical, tangible red string as a connection, as something tangible that binds them together. And when he gives her the string, there's no longer that connection that they have. They connect because they swap bodies. Like this director explored the concept of connections so thoroughly. I was like, I don't even know what else you can do with the idea of connections because I feel like he went through all the ideas he could have done with the idea of connections. He goes back to the place where Mitsuha and her whole little village died and he drank from the sake that she made and how that trans that how how that transported him back into her body so she could try to force her own future so she wouldn't die it's 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 so beautiful man like ah man it's it's very powerful and that theme is so thoroughly explored i was going to ask like what mm-hmm. other themes did you think that you find in the film beyond the obvious one that is connections? You do you feel you found something else that's interesting in the movie? Or, yeah, one of the yeah. things that I that I that I figured out in this film that I was very very like it, it was not in your face, but it was there. Yeah. The meaning was there. Is culture how culture affects um the the person and how and who you are because that was one of the things that um her grandmother always uh like had this small argument with her that it's because she didn't accept it that much their culture Mm -hmm. she always had like mixed feelings about um about how their culture works or how they 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 work per se in 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 everything like like you mentioned the the whole ritual with the with the sake Mm -hmm. um 
the the festival the festival i remember that the festival was important because they were celebrating i don't remember what what, what they were celebrating but they were celebrating something important of of that town and um the meaning there was a lot of meaning and responsibility as well in the in this film because when when they were doing the whole body swapping yeah each other they both noticed that they the, that the person the original person in the body stopped doing things because of certain things so they helped mm -hmm. each other reach out those things that they that they like forgot to to do or that they don't that they stopped doing yeah. you know so for me for me fully fully it's culture one of the things that that's why i love <laughs> that's why i love much that a lot this film it's it's very intrigued in culture it's very mm -hmm. um it shows you a lot one of the things that i wanted to mention to you as well is that um makoto your name is his novel as well yeah that's interesting right so it's really interesting how because i i was I, i'm looking at his biography and he's a director writer producer animator editor cinematographer voice actor manga yeah. artist and former graphic designer this <laughs> man has done everything yeah <laughs> um but one of the things that i have to say that without without this piece i think the movie doesn't it's not complete but one of the things that i got to say is the soundtrack oh yeah beautiful so beautiful that soundtrack is amazing you know it's it's one of the sound it's the second soundtrack that i have all that i have saved in spotify mm -hmm. to listen yeah because obviously the song um the song is very catchy and it's mm -hmm. a, a very very amazing song but the soundtrack you know those those small tones that mixture of like classic classical music and and like modern day music with the mm. with those little shines and that little techno is um vibe but it's mm. not like overpowering mm -hmm. such it's it's amazing um the second soundtrack that did caught me like there's no tomorrow is um from the anime your your lie in april okay because the soundtrack is a mix of classical music like beethoven and um i don't have another name in my head of a famous of a famous um uh the of a famous uh musician but it's that mixture as well that that sound mixing where you have modern and classical together and yeah. in your name i i think that probably makoto was like looking at the looking at the um sound director or whoever was working with him he was mm -hmm. like okay so you know this is my stuff i need something perfect <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah I definitely. perfect oh yeah you know and this and this film does that in always possible mm -hmm. and i i I gotta say, yeah, it's it, your name did cut. I think I've seen. I think your name is like the mostly watched anime movie that I have seen, besides Initial D. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I I agree with you. Does the soundtrack it elevates the emotions that it, they're being portrayed in in this movie, and I think they enhance the experience to a whole nother level because the already the acting the voice work and the cinematography and you know all the emotions that are running through the film are very powerful and they're just expertly enhanced with the soundtrack as you said it's very catchy it's very powerful and it's very impactful when it needs to be very impactful i uh mm -hmm. yeah you know it's it's a very very powerful movie some people might have just dismissed it based on watching maybe the trailer or the poster as something that's very light or very simple or just, you know, like a little cutesy romantic movie and they don't think much of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, 
the people that know the people that um watch a lot of anime obviously know that this is regarded as one of the best animated films in, within the genre ever made mm-hmm. but yeah, i guess for I anyone for anyone that hasn't seen seen a lot of anime or whatever and they're introduced to this they might be thinking you know because if they come from like a shonen background or they, they like more stuff like my hero or demon slayer they'd be hard pressed or they'd be hard convinced to watch something as sappy as this because obviously it's a little sappy obviously because of the subject matter you know exactly but, yeah yeah but i feel like obviously it's a movie that that's willing to be given a chance i will say this and i will i don't want to get too much into it because if we do a future episode on this movie in particular i have a lot to say about this movie but i'm just going to briefly touch on it so i saw your name right and yeah. since it was pandemic times i was watching other films in the same vein other uh, animated films that are like considered classic nowadays and i stumbled on this movie called a silent voice and i believe it was released around the same time as your name but it does not have the same prestige as your name i was like oh that's that's interesting it came out around the same time people people kind of like do a weird comparison test between the two even though Yes, the, on a superficial level, they're kind of similar, but on a very superficial level because it's they both deal with like high school kids. But that's kind of the extent of okay. it. Okay. Uh, a silent voice just goes off on a whole different tangent. I decided to look into it, and I saw the movie, and I have to say, I loved your name until I watched a silent voice. And it's not a detriment to your name because your name is a phenomenal film and everyone should experience it. And if you ever get a chance to see it on a big screen, God knows how, but if it's like a festival or something, you should really see it on a big screen because the cinematography is very rich and the special effects are very rich and, and the character work is very phenomenally made. But once I saw a silent voice, it felt more up my alley and my type of cinema than your name because your name tends to be a little sappy i'm gonna go on a little tangent for a second i usually do love romantic films but i always like romantic films that deal in uh in a realistic way and your name obviously is very fantastical but it did grab me very well because i was very intrigued with how the story was developing because it was it was intriguing like he figures out that the girl he was connecting with for so long he, she died three years prior in an event that it's a little bit of a, of a of a plot hole. How did he not know that this horrific event transpired in Japan? Like, even if you're a kid, you would have heard about this in the news. So it was a, I found it that always a little odd that he never knew anything about it, even though it was so catastrophic that a lot of people documented this. But I digress. It was so fascinating because he was like uncovering the mystery and i was very intrigued and i was you know i was washed up by all the emotions but i gotta say that when then when i saw a silent voice and again there's not a difference to the movie but when i saw a silent voice i was like the emotions that i felt in your name were twofolded in a silent voice because of the subject matter and because it was very fascinating the way that they dealt with their romantic relationship versus how they deal with it in your name and i understand why there's almost like a little debate between which of the two films is the better film because your name takes a very fantastical epic sci-fi fantasy-esque approach in telling his romantic narrative while a silent voice chooses to tell a more darker moodier realistic sort of depressing take on a romantic relationship and it depends on your preferences because like i said i tend to like more depression depression porn as i say so when i saw a silent voice i was like god damn this is right up my alley and even though a silent voice is majestic um i did connect a little bit more with with a silent voice but like i said it would be awesome to talk about it in another podcast because a silent voice is a phenomenal film that compared to your name i know for a fact a lot of people have not seen in comparison but going back to your name it's a beautiful sappy film and if you're going to do a sappy film i like that they did it the way that they did it because i like my sappy movies but i like them to feel 
real in some ways and some of them they don't and i don't know if you're gonna hate me or or not but i for example i don't like the notebook right i okay. think it's a little i understand why it's so popular and i understand why people love it but i thought it was way too sappy and way too unrealistic and it was a little bit far-fetched the whole thing that was happening throughout the narrative. I like my romantic films that feel a little more tangible, a little more real, where they touch on subject matters that feel more realistic and they don't go through tropes. And I feel like a lot of Hollywood romantic movies, they tend to go through tropes. You know, they do the meet and greet where the meet, the, the, the meet, the cute, the meet, meet cute, which would mean that they mm -hmm. meet up in the first act. They develop the relationship. There's always the misunderstanding, which is almost a joke unto itself. And then by the third act, one of them does like a very bombastic uh, deed to win their affection back. And then the movie ends happily ever after. And, you know, after seeing that for so many decades in cinema, I grew tired of it. So now I kind of enjoy when there's a little more nuance, when there's a little more... Uh, there's there's more uh, of a different approach to romantic films, and that's why I always go back to movies like before the Before trilogy, before Sunset, before Sunrise, and before Midnight, where they deal with these two people, a man and a woman, that meet at different times in their life, which almost draws a little bit of comparison to your name, and how. Mm -hmm in the way that they talk, in the way that they have these different dialogues in a day in their life, they they form this connection. And it feels very real. It's not very sappy. It feels very grounded because they discuss real things that real people would talk about. And that's the type of cinema that I like. But I'm not dismissing your name because I truly feel that it's very epic in scope it's it's because it's very out there it starts with the idea of a meteorite destroying a village but it's all embedded in a tragedy of 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 two star-crossed lovers essentially and how yeah. they're connected with a red ribbon and how that represents a tangible connection that they have because they met at different timelines but they truly know each other in a way that no one else could ever know because they've lived in each other's shoes and that's also very beautiful. And that's the end of my rant. So, John, go ahead and you have a little <laughs> rant for a while. So, <clears throat> I, I won't hate you because if you don't like The Notebook, I completely understand because you have a good point. Um, the Notebook does have this non-realistic uh, way of how things might happen. Mm -hmm. um, especially especially with, uh, with when you're reaching the end of the film. Yeah. Uh, you're like, uh, okay, so they died together. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah um, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> so, but I completely understand because it, it, it is something that you that you under that you see very frequent in 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 Hollywood films. Um, a Silent Voice. I have not watched it yet. I do want to watch it. It's one of the movies that I do have in 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 my list of movies that i want to watch yeah. um because i did i did read the synopsis i think it was yeah it was by the time that your name um pop out uh this movie as well got well uh how do you say it's a possibly received yeah received mm -hmm. by a lot of people due to um the things that it touches and and everything yeah. and for me, uh, I really do love romantic films. I it's some it's a genre that I I dabble a lot. Um, I know that there are more rom coms than actual romance films. Yeah, because that's something that I think that it's just people that are just used to it. You know, everybody's used to better watching um, a rom com than than watching than watching something that's a little bit much more tangible yeah and i get why because you you obviously want to go for the entertainment for the escapism you know you probably have a shitty marriage or something so you want to see something like the notebook to be like ah that's what love truly is and i get it i understand why but you know i'm i'm the cynic i'm a cynic person so i'm like that's bullshit love love is not like that but i understand the escapism 
and I understand that a lot of people, and that that applies even beyond romantic movies, people tend to just want to see some something entertaining, something light, something that you know uh, fills their heart with joy. And I get it, so I totally understand what you mean. But go on. No, yeah, but let, let's put an example. I have yeah. seen, I have seen all of the written by the. Um, author of the notebook. I don't remember the person's name. Nicholas uh, Sparks, right? Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas yeah. Sparks. You see, ah, oh, dang, I had the movie right there. Um, dang, uh, let me let me go to IMDb and look for go it ahead. because go ahead. Uh, Nicholas Sparks. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. So. Nicholas Sparks has a lot of obviously a lot of a lot of films. <laughs> His books have been adapted like crazy. Oh yeah, after the notebook people went nuts. Yes. Yeah. But there's one film uh I actually there's a couple of the films that I would say that I actually do like because it is a a truthful romance <laughs> film because there's a situ some of these some of the the movies Mm-hmm. have a big situation that affects the main character and whatnot yeah. yeah so but there is one film that a lot of people love and it's one of my favorites obviously i think this is a lot of people's favorites mm-hmm. if they've seen it right is yeah. a walk to remember oh yeah i remember that one a walk a walk to remember is this film where this this guy had a bet that they wanted to like kind of uh like if they i i think that it was it it was a bet or something that mm-hmm. he wanted to like bully the the christian the christian the christian girl mm-hmm. um and then he falls in love with her yeah and then this movie i felt it more realistic than the notebook because this movie gives you the process of how this bully falls in love with the with the nerdy girl <laughs> and he ends up being a doctor because she passes away by cancer yeah and then the thing is that he maintains married to her even though she she's already passed away and then there is a scene that you have the her father tell him like you know that you can start meeting people she will understand and then he has that 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 moment where he's like no nobody will will um will exchange her position and yeah. and the thing is that that those type of things happen do happen oh yeah there's some people that can't move on ever and that's exactly. very true and very real. Yeah. And for me, even though your name, like like you said, your name is an amazing film. And mm-hmm. I know that if I see um, a silent voice, mm-hmm. I it will happen the same experience. But I'll I'll tell you something. There is this um this show that I love. It's uh it's a romance, it's a romantic um anime called Your Lie in April. Okay. And um uh, is is it fine for me to spoil it for you? Go ahead. Okay. So, your line, April, is about this boy that he's a he's a prodigy pianist, mm-hmm. and but the thing is that he loses he loses the thought of playing the piano because his mother passed away. Okay. And then he meets this blonde girl that, if I'm not mistaken, I think she's Pat part Japanese, part American. Mm-hmm. He meets this blonde girl one day and she is a prodigy violinist. Yeah. And they fall for each other. The mm-hmm. thing is that throughout the episodes, you you see him grow back again to be a prodigy once again. He loving to make music and to play the piano. And then you see her um wanting to have this connection with him mm-hmm. but the thing is that there was only one lie yeah she had this uh a terminal um disease okay and she passes um she she passes at the end of the uh at the final episode 
-hmm. the thing is that she leaves a note a letter to him yeah explaining to him everything and what i mean everything she even told them that that she wanted him to fall for his best friend because his best friend actually loves him oh wow okay and that yeah and then the only thing that she wanted it was to just play one time with him in with him him being like uh the partner in a in a piece yeah I'm having goosebumps just talking about this. Very powerful. (laughs) Um, And then the end of the letter, it says it very clear. She's Mm -hmm. like, there was only all of this started with one lie. Yeah. And for me, again, not dismissing that your name is amazing. Yeah. But for me, your lie in April, as 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 well as you for uh, with the silent voice, yeah, uh, your lie in April is an amazing is an amazing f- a, a series is an amazing mm-hmm. anime. To tell you that that anime got adapted as a live action uh, movie as well, mm-hmm. and it gives the same it gets the same treatment. Okay, you have the same feeling, so. I'm I'm like you as well, you know. I really do love more movies that are more toned down in terms of realism mm-hmm. than than giving me that fantasy because it's like if you compare, let's say, um, Friends with Benefits, the movie with Mila Kunis and Austin Kutcher, mm-hmm. and you got that film, and then you compare it with La La Land. I know that La La Land is a musical, but still, La La Land yeah. has. Even though if if you remove the music from La La Land and you just keep... It's a bit more grounded, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. If you keep the story of Ryan Gosling and... Um, Emma, and Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. You have a grounded love story. Oh, yeah. With a horrific ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you can't tell me that that, that was a nice ending. No. She, no, no, no. So, yeah. she totally forgot about him when she got fame. Yeah. And he he kept on moving forward, and he got to open his he, he got to buy the bar and mm-hmm. follow his dreams and become successful yeah. as well. Yeah. And I really do. That's one of the things that I I know that a lot of people don't like La La Land, but I like mm-hmm. La La Land more because of the story. You remove the music. Yeah. Either way, there's like two or three music pieces that I really do love of the film, but but just the whole point that your name doesn't have the the realism in it it mm-hmm. takes away a little bit yeah but it does not dismissive that the film is amazing yeah. because it's all that point of like connection mm-hmm. uh how how the main character and the both main characters have this wide connection and i just got to say mm-hmm. it's like you mentioned that yeah. final final scene yeah when they they're walking um the, on the stairs that they're already like all grown up they're all a, they're both adults yeah and they look at the, each other and they ask um that question yeah what's your name very powerful very powerful the movie ends right there and you don't know what's going what's going to happen next. I know that a lot of people say that weathering with you you do see the characters. Mm-hmm. In weathering with you, I have not seen it. Oh, so. you've never seen weathering with you? It's really no, good. It's really I, I good. was I wanted to see it in theaters, but I didn't it uh I had to work. Uh so I didn't buy the tickets because I thought they were going to give me that day free. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't, so I couldn't buy. I I, w- I was like, I'm not gonna buy tickets to <laughs> to something that I'm not gonna be able to watch. No, of course, um, of course. Yeah. But I will agree to. I will agree fully with you as well that these type of films, um, even though they're films, but due to the fact that they are anime, mm-hmm. people judge and don't give these movies a chance. Yeah, and it's sad because I know. I know we're not I know that we have a we have two friends of ours <laughs> that mm-hmm. they saw weathering of you and they did not like it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I and I think that they did get to see your name and they didn't like it as well. So Yeah. But it's that thing. They they 
people have to give these movies a chance because again there's a lot of movies out there that are animated uh, i mean mm -hmm. that they're anime uh, and wow they're they are breathtaking there's some yes. of these movies that are breathtaking yes. um the animation is on another level yes um you know the character work and even the storylines because you know since we're dealing with different cultures they have different approaches to telling a narrative mm -hmm. and it's always so fascinating to see how other cultures explore a film when you're when you're like bringing it down to that level it's interesting because puerto ricans make films in a specific way italians make uh, films in a specific way uh, Japanese people make it in a different way. Uh, Koreans make it in a different way. Uh, you know, uh, Spaniards, Latin Americans, uh, Americans, Germans, Germans every, Russians, everybody. everybody. Yeah. And that's the whole point of this podcast. You know what I mean? Like, it's how we observe these other cultures make cinema and how we, like, um, grab all these experiences, culture differences storylines and the way they're told because it's always very different from how american cinema and puerto rican cinema are told mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of art in general it's how you can see all these different people expressing their art in such different and unique ways and what you can extrapolate from that experience and you know that's that's why i love doing this podcast and why i love doing it with you man because we get to explore films outside of the comfort zone of a lot of people including ourselves sometimes exactly yeah yeah it, it, it is because um it's like we talked about backstage so mm -hmm. it's like uh just to let our listeners know so we were discussing what would be the next film that we're going to be watching for the next um episode and i i told them like hey don't have i told orango like don't have that fear of of telling me a film because I, I I really do want to have the experience of testing other directors, testing the other other cultures on uh, how they make the films because like 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 he mentioned, um, every every region has a different way to to tell us a story. Mm -hmm. So so it's like it's like um, it's it's just exploring all of this. Is just appreciating art in 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 a in a complete way, mm -hmm. because again, we 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 we're talking about your name right now, and we can go ahead and let's say that we talk about um another anime anime film, but it's made let's say that it's made in Korea. It's a Korean yeah. anime film. Yeah. They will tell their story very differently than than the Japanese do. You yes. know. And and we do see it. If you guys um, listen to to our first two episodes, we have a comparison of Japanese anime with um, with Burning. That Burning is Korean, if I, if, right? Yes, if it's a Korean movie. Yep. It's a Korean movie, and mm -hmm. you'll see how our discussions go because these movies are so deep, and I can't wait. Did we talk about Parasite already? We haven't. It's it's gonna. It's, it'll be there. It'll be soon. It will be there. Yeah. So yeah, of course. So there will be an. You know, there will we'll be talking about a lot of a lot of films. And just to to let everybody know, our next film. I'm gonna look for it here before, um, sure. before we say our last thoughts and our final goodbyes and our final goodbyes. Okay. Why isn't it? Is it is it eight and a half by Filippo yeah. Fellini? Yes, the Eight. Italian filmmaker. Eight and a half. It's uh, it's a classic because John told me I want to know what are the classics. So England, I'm like, well, I'm going to pick my my film major brain, and I'm going to give you the <laughs> ones that every every film teacher banged in my head over with. And eight and a half is one of them. It's a classic Fellini film. Is a meta film about film itself and directors and fantasy and woes and the struggle of the artist and you know that's going to be our next our next film yeah this is going to be our next film um this film uh it's uh was made in 1963 yep uh i'm really excited to watch this and just in case for all of our listeners your name is only available for rental or buy in digital format or 
if you are a classic person, I think like me and Orengo, you can go to your local um, store. Uh, not local, my bad. You can go to your big store yeah. <laughs> uh, and buy it there physically uh, as well. Um, again, uh, there's so that's that's one discussion that we should have one day that we should like bring mm-hmm. in. Um, uh, we should bring in Hennessy's and Jordan and just have a discussion one day, uh, yeah. make a special episode of what's better buying things digital or having them right in the bottom of your hand that's great that would be a great <laughs> that would, discussion that would be a great discussion I we agree. should have um omar as well because he likes digital more than than having the dvd the convenience yeah yeah definitely so so that would be great that would be great we should we should cook that episode up for oh, yeah. for for future um but guys so orengo what are your final thoughts of the film your name um uh, yeah, it's a majestic animated film. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and watch it. You know, even if you like a little bit of anime, even if you like, you know, the shonens, or you like more detective animes, it, whatever genre you prefer, I feel like you should give an honest chance to your name. I know it's it sounds like a sappy movie, and to some degree it is, but there's a lot to explore here. The, the themes are very well thought out. The characters are very fun. They're very relatable. They're very nice. They're very endearing. They're very sweet. Uh, the cinematography is expertly handled. The pencil work, the animation is on point. You know, the backgrounds look phenomenal. You'd be hard-pressed not to think that you're just watching a real film at some points because it's so well done. Um, and the story is an unraveling piece that it it just it just makes you be aware of everything that's happening every single minute and hoping and praying that they'll meet up at the end you know it's a very well well told story very beautiful anime and i i hope you guys see it so uh, my final thoughts of the film again uh i will say the basically the same thing as orengo the film is amazing if you guys want to give it a shot uh go ahead if you love um if you love art in in per se like in mm-hmm. a very a film that not only gives you a great storyline or a great amazing plot uh just watching the film on how it was presented mm-hmm. as a uh, as a as um, makoto uh wanted to show us this film as a cinematographer this yeah. this this movie as well does that for you if you're looking for that um it's a very a fun film uh it will get it will knock your socks off if if it's the first time that you watch it it will knock your socks off <laughs> uh, <laughs> because you start one thing it goes to another and it ends in an, in in a way that you don't you don't expect yes. so this film is really really amazing mm-hmm. um so orengo so we know that our next um, episode will be for will be that film eight and a half. Yes. Um, if you guys want to see it um, with us as well, you guys can go ahead. It's available at HBO Max in the Turner Classic Movie um, section, or just write eight and a half, and you will find it. Yes. So Orengo, where can the people find you? Well, you can find me here with John talking about international films at subtitles required. You can also find me in Cardboard Cave. Um, with JP and Chris, where we discuss Magic the Gathering. You can also find me at The Movie Guy with John, Mar, Meli, Jan, and Oscar, where we talk about the movies we saw over the weekend, special topics, um, you know, the, the movie that was released over the weekend, all the jazz. Um, you can also find me at my podcast, Cinemas Podcast, where I also talk about little cutesy art house movies or whatever the hell I want to talk about that day because sometimes I talk about stupid shit like halloween kills and you can also find me at xvn richport where i hang out with the after school club and scene nerds but just google me google my name i make movies i make podcasts clearly i'm in a thousand podcasts so just check me out what about you john well you guys can find me here as well with Orengo um, at Subtitles Required, as well with um, the movie guy, like Orengo mentioned, uh, that we talk about 
little bit of everything um especially that we talk about things that we watch throughout the week and weekend um as well i do have my own show in the uh movie guy um page that's up up left right where i go ahead and talk about video game movies so i go ahead and get these movies and i destroy them <laughs> um i go ahead and say how they work how they don't work and why these movies um sometimes um have that sense that they have all this source material mm -hmm. and they don't use it yeah. um as well uh cardboard cave where we talk about a little bit of everything in the magic the gathering um community plus we do play commander sometimes um it's it's something that we dabble in a couple of times and um let me see i'm missing i know i'm missing something oh yeah my streams <laughs> yes you can say you can see me at my streams every monday and wednesday at my facebook page uh big boss 117 pr and in my youtube page as well so we're we're both in a lot of places and obviously i have to mention this final one because i think that this is this final one is is the one that i've i've i i adore a hundred percent in my heart mm -hmm. <laughs> is um with angelo i have an episode um with uh that we talk about k dramas it's his little segment in cine pr and mm -hmm. the 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 episode that we did together um, we talk about squid game and missing the other side so uh, i still don't know if i will be in the previous future episodes but at least go ahead and check them out because their content is spicy and amazing yes so Orengo, like we always say, we'll see you guys in the next one. So just sit down, relax, put on HBO Max and play eight and a half like that. You can just join us while you listen our two hour show. <laughs>